Interesting point, Kyle. Very interesting point. Carly Simon, the song You're So Vain? That was a pretty clever trick. She obviously meant it about somebody. But there probably were people who thought it was about them. What a chorus. You're so vain, you probably think this song is about you. But the irony of it, it was about somebody. She knew who it was. What a dirty trick. But Wild Card Friday, Darby Cast, there have been some good ones. There have been some great Darby Casts. I wonder when I'm going to conclude season two. I don't even know why we have seasons. Kyle, why did we decide to do seasons? It's all just an ongoing whodunit where each episode is pretty much a closed format. I don't think you really need to hear one to understand the others or listen to these things sequentially. And I, I will say that's pretty cool. So many things you get into these days, it's like, oh man, have you seen season five of this? I think you should. You should watch this show. I'm like, I don't have 40 hours to invest in the buildup to season five that will inevitably be a disappointment for me because you get excited about things that are stupid. And so you say to somebody, it's tough to disagree with people now about anything. It's tough to say anything. You know this. Even if you are a careful Candace. I mean, you walk around, you'd be a careful Candace. That's what you got to do in all situations. Small talk, pretty much dead. How do you build a relationship? You share some personal details with somebody. They share something back. But boy, is everything just a no-go zone. And you don't know what people's ultimate trigger is, right? You just never know. You go up to some random and you're like I went bowling the other day hadn't been in a while I enjoyed it quite a bit and they just fire back at you like my uncle died in a bowling accident you son of a bitch and then you're in uncharted waters how do you navigate that how do you navigate it and that person bowling accident uncle person they have the audacity to act as though you should have known their life history. I think there are a couple things that are like universally eh, pretty offensive, but it's really getting down to the nitty gritty now. It's a Monday, you go to work, you see somebody, your colleague Gina comes up to you and she's like, how was your weekend? And you're like, nah, I'm a little tuckered out, had a birthday party that I went to. And then Gina just fires back like, you're like, Gina, what? She's like, I was born on a leap year. Why didn't you preface this with a trigger warning? You son of a bitch. It's like, Gina, I just didn't, I didn't know. I didn't know. And truthfully, that shouldn't rattle your cage. Who told you that it was okay to flip out over everything? Oh, the media? All the time? No matter how irrational your response to something is? Totally justified? That's a good way to go through life. Never leave any room for communication errors or misunderstandings. Good call, Gina. It's going to work out well for you. I'm sure you're going to find the perfect person to spend your life with. Who knows? Who knows? Maybe I'm in the wrong here. Maybe 
I need to really tighten up my rhetoric. Maybe we all do. Stop talking about stuff. You go up to somebody and you're like, nice t-shirt. And they're like, my grandmother died in a t-shirt factory accident. You insensitive prick. I am going to ruin you. These people who get rattled about everything. And listen, I know everybody has their own little sensibilities. And, you know, depending on who you are and what's happened to you and all that. Of course, we all have our sensibilities and our sensitivities. But like if something really obscure has happened to you, you got to kind of like reel it in a little bit and be like, most people aren't going to know that I saw somebody get decapitated at a skate park when I was four. And that person was my babysitter. And she was everything to me. I couldn't know that. But you can't even break into those personal details. And truthfully, that's not a story you really want to lead with when you're getting to know somebody. But small talk is dying. Small talk, those little interactions. Whether it's with a stranger, and if you want to talk about strangers, go back a couple episodes. Listen to the episode, Strangers. Gives you a huge roadmap for success. But no matter with whom you're speaking, Chances are something weird may have happened to him, but that doesn't mean, and I'm going to go out on a limb here, and this might come across as very evil. I think it's kind of on the people who have had obscure things happen to them to be like, most people aren't going to know this about me. Say, whoa, is that a full moon? Person just turns to you and says, My entire family died on a sailboat called the Full Moon, and you have the audacity to say that? And it's like, I didn't know. Crazy weather we're having here today. My father was a weatherman who struggled with alcoholism. Stormy skies, more like stormy life. Why don't you just get a clue, man? And it's like, what? Small talk. Where is it? Yeah, I don't know what you do. It's got to be pretty intense working at companies now. Then I've talked about this a little bit before. You get these little HR idiots. Boy, are they just an interesting bunch. The HR people. And truly, if you want to work in HR these days, I would recommend that you go to law school, like a top law school, because things moving forward are going to be dicey. Because everybody's going to be out to get everybody. And newsflash, you may get fucked over. You may be on the wrong end of being like, boy, I got rough sleep last night. And then somebody's going to, I had a nightmare last night, you prick. It's like, boom, you're out of there. You're out of there. And some of these people, they're oblivious to it. And they immediately assume that people just don't like them maybe because of something that they can't change about themselves, gender, race, I don't know, religion, bunch of kind of the, um, let's say Lady Gaga style, like, I was born this way. And they just assume it's like, oh, man, this person has it out for me talking about getting rough sleep because I'm a woman. Doesn't understand that I, as a woman, have more nightmares on average than men. It's like, 
I don't know how you're throwing that out there. And then they wonder, they're like, like, why is the world so evil? And it's like, ah, Gina, what? Yeah, this is like a big whodunit. It's like, listen, people don't like you because you're a fucking weirdo and you overreact over everything. People don't want to be around you because they're terrified that you might bring some kind of weird lawsuit on them for saying something hmm, trivial. Boy, do we live in a litigious society. Mm. Lawsuit culture, grievance culture, their intersection, very messy. Very messy. A handful of attorneys. I know the Darby Cast doctors amidst the ranks. There are a handful of attorneys. They gaggle a score of attorneys. And boy, what a raw deal that's got to be. You're like, oh, I'm going to get out there. I'm going to change things. I'm going to take on the whaling industry. Teach them a thing or two. And then you find yourself on the wrong end of a fireworks debate. And it's all emotional damages. It's like, oh, I had this great barbecue on the 4th of July. The fireworks show is amazing. And then some random comes in and be like, racist much? Did you know anything about the 4th of July? Piece of garbage. And then for whatever reason, you find some activist judge who's like, well, I tend to agree with the racial implications of July 4th. It's like, oh boy, we are setting ourselves up for a, a hellish future. What the hell do kids think about this? Just being trained by their emotionally unstable, unhinged parents to like flip out over everything. Kid loses a soccer game. And you're like, good try. And then the mom comes up and is like, try? We've been trying to have a second kid for a while now. We've had a couple miscarriages. And it's like, whoa, it's a little personal. And you really made this about you pretty quickly. I was trying to say something nice. Isn't that great? There's probably a ton of people right now that have been railroaded, just railroaded, trying to say something sensitive, but they just kind of like didn't hit it quite right. They were just a smidge off, just a smidgen. It's like, hey, wow, you've got a warm smile. You are such a cheery person. It's like, warm? You want to talk about warm? You want to talk about global warming? Cheery? What? You think this is the holidays? You think I celebrate Christmas? You son of a bitch. And then you got a lawsuit for serious emotional damage to that person. And it's like, what? Yeah. Some gal you work with, she's visibly pregnant and you're like congratulations and she's like I don't know who the father is I'm getting gang banged and you're like what and then you're in trouble then you're in trouble somebody gets back from a vacation and you say whoa nice tan all right how was your vacation sunshine good and then they're like you racist it's like pardon me you try to say something nice Hey, happy Ramadan. And then the person flips out and is like, what, are you saying that in jest? Are you being sarcastic? And it's like, no, I'm, I'm trying to be sensitive and be dialed in with you. Just trying to relate to you. I know that's a part of your life and just wanted to say like, hey, happy Ramadan. Like, well, you son of a bitch. And it's like, oh boy, you just can't win.
So all these things considered, how do you operate out in the world? It's a heck of a question. Maybe you take a vow of silence. Maybe you cripple yourself. Maybe you become a mute. You don't speak in public. Only speak when spoken to. Become a robot. A ton of people grew up without father figures to tell them, like, you're being kind of a whiny bitch. A father should say that to their son or their daughter if they're being a complaining little twat. They should be like, ah, man, you suck. I want people to like you, Gina. I do. So what we're going to need to do with you is we're going to have to give you kind of a crash course in not complaining so much. Where the hell is that? Is this a product? Is it a combination? I think it is. Let's just I'm gonna throw this hypothesis out into the open. And it's not my own because people have probably said this before. Combine increased narcissism as a result of social media and other things as a coping mechanism for feeling incredibly small in an ever-increasingly complex world where we compare ourselves to far too many people, plus a lack of parenting yields somebody who makes everything about themselves and doesn't take into account that people don't know their entire story. And even if they did, they can't really expect people to always act exactly the way that you want them to or think that they need to. Now bask in that. Bask in that. I'm going to be honest. Nobody listens to the Darby cast, I don't think who gets really rattled over stuff like this? What am I saying? Of course, there's probably some people who tune into the Darby cast with the sole intent of being like, fuck this. That's how they get hyped. That is their coffee. There are people who roll out of bed first thing. Like, I hate something. What's it going to be today? Listen, I don't want to come off as being this insensitive prick. Because listen, I know things are tough right now. People are stressed. There has been a bombardment of stressful stuff, especially in this past year. But it's gotten worse. It continues to hockey stick towards insanity, people's sensitivity. And people completely miss the point when anybody tries to be like, I don't know, say any of the things that I've just said. Because people don't want to hear it and be like, yeah, you're kind of... uh, You're kind of emotionally frail, and you should maybe take an inventory, work on that a little bit. You're making it a huge bummer for people. The world's really not about you. The way you experience reality sounds like a nightmare. Oh, back on the nightmare subject? HR! I don't know. I have a hard time empathizing with these people. I'll be honest, I can sympathize with them. I can feel bad for them. But it's very hard for me to go all in and be like, let me put myself in these people's shoes and try to feel what it's like to be rattled by everything big and small. It's like, yeah, there are some things it's okay to get upset about. But ultimately, if you're just highly reactive, you got no stretch in your emotional rubber band. I'm going to tell you right now, if you're that kind of person, I'm going to revoke your Darby cast, doctorhood, doctorship, I'm going to revoke it for malpractice. Do you understand? Do you see how that works? I can give you that degree, but I can also take it away. I'm sorry for the people who 
feel like everybody should know everything about them. I feel so sorry for them. Having such unrealistic expectations about life and the way that other people should interact with them. Here, here's another idea. Maybe you just start prefacing every conversation that you have with like, sorry for the bad things that have happened to you in the past. I don't know all the nuances of your particular situation, but I'm going to tread lightly here. Hi, bye. Maybe that's all you can say. But then you're going to get into territory where you're like, hi, bye. Be like, I know somebody who's stoned and bisexual. How dare you say hi and bye? It's like, what? How dare you do this to me? This could never happen. Ha! Huh. Only in a bigoted place like the US of A would somebody say hi and bye. My goodness. That happens to you? Just don't even respond to it. Don't react. Because I guess you could say, like, heavens to Betsy out of astonishment. And then they'd be like, Betsy? Like Betsy DeVos? Department of Education? Huh, what's she doing? It's like, oh. Say, I think I'm going to leave. You said, leave? Like leave of absence? From work? And you're like, what what was that? Did you want to finish the thought? And then they just kind of short circuit. Yeah, you've got these fun people. And most of them, I'm going to be honest with you. Companies, I think, are going to come upon the realization quite quickly that they are so mired in nonsensical legal battles that it is not going to be feasible to do business anymore. If you keep giving in to people who are emotionally fragile, can we just like just kind of say an overarching statement that like life is tough and that's like kind of the baseline? Like life is not supposed to be easy. And a person wanting it to be on easy mode to reflect their warped view of reality is not how reality works. It's not how nature works. It's not how other people work. I can't know everything there is to know about a person. And there is an exhaustion that comes with that. Because believe me, there are a lot of people out there, and this spans the political spectrum. It really does. People who are trying to do the right thing, to say the right thing, to be sensitive. But it gets to a point, you're going to get people who run out of fucks to give. They try super, super hard. They're well-intentioned. And then finally, they're going to get to a point where it's like, ah, what if I just didn't give a fuck about anything anymore? What if I didn't care about offending people over anything? And I know I, I can be offensive on the Darby cast. I can. But at least I'm funny. There's some people who are offensive, and they're not funny at all. And that can be scary, I guess, for some people. Listen, if you're going out there with the intent to hurt people's feelings, you're an asshole. But if you're just like saying normal stuff, kind of rough to get slapped around by these tyrannical toddlers. Tyrannicaltoddlers.com. I don't know if that exists. It should. So yeah, I think you got a lot of people out there, their patience is wearing a little thin. And boy, are these tantrum uh, throwers, are they astonishingly lucky that people haven't quite just been like, all right, this is, it's payback time. I'm sure there's people out there who think like that and they're like, it's payback time. And these tantrum people, they have no idea. They're like, 
extremism's on the rise. And it's like, well, it, no shit, you created it. People are pissed off at you because you make it very difficult to say or do anything. People are constantly looking over their shoulder and not wanting to talk to people. The fact that yeah, we've become so litigious and so grievance-oriented and so hypersensitive about so many things. This has been talked about for a long time. This is nothing new, that people are overly sensitive about way too much stuff. I'm not shedding light on the situation. I am making it a lot funnier, but I'm not shedding any light on the situation. These miserable folks, and they are miserable. The people who are offended by everything, they are miserable. They don't like it when you have fun. They don't like it when you tell jokes. They don't like it when you laugh. They don't like it when you look good. Some hot chick named Barbara. Some of your friends call you Barb. Others call you Barbie. Some just call you B. Like, hey, B, you fucking smoke show. There are gals out there who offend other women by how good they look. They could never open their mouths. Other gals are just seething like thin privilege. Barb's putting in hard work at the gym. Somebody just looks at Barb like, thin privilege, you fucking demon. Barb goes to church all the time. She volunteers at the homeless shelter. She tries her best. But people hate Barb just for existing. How have we gotten to that point? We used to look up to chicks like Barb. Be like, Barb, not only are you beautiful in your spirit, which is the most important piece, but you're beautiful on the outside as well. Your outward appearance is just a reflection of your gorgeous soul. Somebody overhears me saying that to somebody named Barb and like, soul? I cried to the death cab for cutie song, Soul Meets Body. Good Lord. I'm going to call 911. Or as Joe Biden would say, I'm going to call 911. Boy, that was a weird call on the debates. But this is a tense time. But as I've said before, Let's index heavily on extreme optimism. Hate to say it, but the people who get offended by everything, who are both assholes and want to be included in everything, they're like, inclusion, include me. It's like, but you're an asshole. And then they're like, is it because of my gender? Is it because of my race? And it's like, no, you just like, you're really unhinged. You make me really nervous. I'm terrified that you will bring the full power of a very strange judicial system entirely upon my head if I say the wrong thing around you. I just can't associate with you. It's too much of a liability. You are a liability, sir, ma'am. You say, oh, you are a bigot. And it's like, no, you're just really unlikable. There used to be a time when you could just be like, I don't like you. And people would be like, I get it. I don't know where those times are anymore. You can't dislike people for fear that they might assume that it is about their inborn traits that they cannot alter. This is what I've come to realize about politics. It's the left is creating the boogeyman that they're most afraid of. By being assholes, they're creating it. They're absolutely creating it. And then they project upon it and they're like, you are a racist. And it's like, you throw out a lot of racial remarks yourself. You're a sexist. And it's like, you trash men and women constantly. What are you talking about? Like, well, let me just change some definitions around. See, 
Now you're a sexist. Now you're an extremist. It's like, wait, I'm just a... What? I think there may be a time, and it might already exist right now, right? Where you have people who are moderate left, dead center. They're like, can we just leave the extreme left like somewhere else? Like, let's let them make their thing and do whatever they want. And just be like, hey, like, just, you know what? Include all yourselves in that, but just don't include us. It's okay. You can leave us out. That's kind of what you have to do. It's unfortunate right now because the most humongous corporations, employers, everything like that, boy, do they just capitulate left and right to the tantrums. And so now they're finding themselves in untenable legal positions where they're like, ah, uh-oh, there's going to be a snapback and a backlash. I hope it's not like a really gruesome time. I think everybody's kind of like fingers crossed on that. Like, oh, good Lord, we've backed ourselves into a corner. Now nobody can say anything and people are stressed out all the time and there seems to be no feasible way out of this. I think people are just going to be like, yeah, I'm going to opt out. That's the best thing you can do is be like, yeah, I'm just going to opt out. Hard pass on associating with these lunatics. The unfortunate part, though, is like if these huge companies, of which many people are employed, it's tough to opt out because then you give up, you know, your ability to earn, support your family, eat, things like that. Very rough situation. And so you could kind of consider the way that a lot of companies who are held hostage by the emotional toddlers of the world, the way that they exact the perverse brand of justice of the toddlers, human toddlers, adult toddlers, is kind of extortion. Make you do things say things or else you get no money. You'd be great at your job. There are engineers out there who are amazing at building things, coding, but they might be a little socially, uh, I don't know, not rock stars, not social rock stars. They're introverted. They're brilliant. They're geniuses. They can do amazing things. But one day you come in wearing a polo by Ralph Lauren shirt and Gina sees him. Like, Polo, really? I saw an internet video of Polo, and the horses didn't look very happy. This is bullshit. Darbycast doctors, I hope this rambling, barely coherent whodunit has shed some light on some things. And I know a lot of you are probably going through this right now and walking on eggshells. And those eggshells are starting to feel more like broken glass than anything. And you're like, this sucks. But things will get better. Remember, Index heavily on optimism. You go out into the world with your head high and you say, I'm going to try my best within reason and it's okay. I'm not always going to say the right thing or do the right thing, but hopefully people will learn that eh, it might be a little bit better to kind of live and let live and like, ah, eh, I don't think that person really knew. I don't think they knew. Probably get weirder before everything gets better. Like, hey, I'm going to go Grab a water. Can I get you a water? And be like, water? Really? You want to talk about Nestle privatizing water? That is a fundamental mistake. And it's like, are you thirsty? Thirsty? Do you mean in the contemporary sense? Meaning horny? And it's like, no, I, I'm going to leave. I'm going to get out of here. Here? Like, listen? Like, have you ever heard of people with hearing aids? And then you say, AIDS? And then they're like, ah. 
That's going to do it for Wild Card Friday. You have a great weekend. DarbyCast Doctors, run it.